Welcome to Air Power with Kakra Baden, teaching the nations with signs and wonders. Why live in darkness when the light of God's word has solutions? Kakra is a teacher of the word who also ministers with miracles and the prophetic anointing. He's a senior pastor of the Catch the Anointed Center, Accra, Ghana. Now, today's message. Welcome to today's broadcast. Kakra begins a profound teaching titled The Power of Prayer and Fasting. Let's join in. So, my question is, what did Jesus get from this fast? Point number one. Fasting strengthens your will. Your will is your power of choice. God has given every human being free will. You can choose anything you want to do. And God will not force you to make a choice. All the animals, all creation... He controls them. But as for human beings, he has given us free will to make our own choices. Now, because we have been given free will to make our own choices, you can easily make the wrong choices. It is easier to make the wrong choices than to make the right choices. Because most of the time, the right choices are difficult. That's why shortcuts are dangerous. Because anything that's like a shortcut, you see, you're making a choice. But what you don't know is that that choice is actually, at the end of the day, that choice will destroy you. There is a way that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. And the right choices, they are always difficult. So if you are a student, for example, you can make a choice to study, or you can make a choice to sleep. No angel will come and beat you for not studying. It's your choice. You have free will. But studying is not easy. Recently, somebody sent to me a message from America, a young lady, about 20 years old. The lady said to me, last year when you came and you preached in America, you made one statement which has changed my life. You know what the statement was? I used to tell my children that always choose the difficult things. Because Matthew 7, 14, Jesus said, straight is the way and narrow is the gate that leads to life. Few there be that find it. Then he said, broad is the way and wide is the gate which leads to destruction, and many. So Jesus said, there are several roads to many things. But always remember that the difficult ones, most of the time, is the right way. So I used to tell my children, I said, listen, even when you are selecting a course, don't choose the easiest course. you finish in six months. How? Choose the difficult one. Because the difficult one, most of the time, is the best. So don't always be choosing easy things. It's not good. As for suffering, you will suffer. There are only two things you get to choose. The type of suffering and the time of the suffering. But the suffering, you will suffer. I used to tell them, you can suffer by carrying cement at Temahabo because you don't know anything. Or you can suffer by learning. There are all different types of suffering. 
You can also suffer when you are older, I'm dead and gone, and you are suffering. Or you can, this means you have postponed it. Or whilst I'm here, I'm feeding you, you can decide to learn and suffer now. So you can change the time, but as for suffering, it will come. You can push it to the suffering, it will come. So whichever way, the suffering is coming. So make sure that when you are making a choice or you are exercising your will, you make the right choices. Even in marriage, it's easy to make the wrong choice. Easy. As long as you like somebody and marrying you, it doesn't matter even if you have three legs. doesn't matter. It's an easy choice. But if you have to make a choice, you are praying, you are seeking the face of God, you are going for marriage counseling six months, you are doing engagement, you have gone to see the Father, you are, it's a more difficult choice. But the probability that your choice is right is higher in this way than the one that you just pack your bags and go and live somewhere. And that's for suffering, <laughs> you will suffer anyway. Anyway, whichever way you choose, you will suffer. So either you suffer when you are young or you suffer when you are old. But as for the suffering, you suffer. So one thing that fasting does is that, you see, it strengthens your will, makes it strong, so that you can make the right choices. Prayer and fasting, that's one thing that it does. In Luke chapter 22, verse 42 to 43, Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. He was praying. This is part of his prayer. In verse 42, he says, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Jesus had a choice to make, to go to the cross or not go to the cross. And this choice was going to be exercised by his will. He knew God's will for his life. And he had his own personal will. But it is not easy to make a choice or exercise your will to go to the cross. But it's very difficult. So in the midst of the tension and the thinking, he was praying. And as he was praying, something happened. Verse 43 says, There appeared an angel from heaven strengthening him. That will that he was, his, his will was going up and down, up and down. As he was praying, the angel came to put iron rods in his will so that he would be strong to be able to take the right decision. Your will is like a muscle that you develop. So, we don't only have physical muscles. We also have spiritual muscles. That's why Jude 1.20, he says, Building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. He says, when you are praying, you are building up spiritual muscles. Your spirit is in the gym. It is lifting metals. And then, you know, so some of you, yesterday we were at the gym, but you have not prayed even one. So physically, you are a macho man, but spiritually, weak. So as he was praying, one thing that was strengthened was his will. In life, you must have the strength to make the right choices all the time and consistently. 
One wrong decision, your whole business is destroyed. One decision to follow somebody, the person will destroy your whole life. So the exercise of your will is very important, but you need strength. So if you read the story, you realize that Jesus was tempted by the devil. For him to make a choice, that is not God's choice. But you see, he was fasting and he was praying. And like I said, prayer, fasting, it strengthens your will. So the devil made a number of offers. The first offer was for him to satisfy his flesh. He says, if you be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. In other words, Whatever your flesh wants, give it to it, your flesh. If you don't have a strong will, even the food you are eating will kill you. Because you'll be following your flesh. The doctor will say, don't eat this, don't eat that, but you won't listen. You'll be eating all sorts of things. Why? Because you cannot control your flesh. Somebody says some people are digging a grave with a shovel and some are digging a grave with a fucking knife. But in both, a grave is being died. In Psalm 69 verse 22, the Bible says, let their table become a snare before them. A snare is something that traps you and kills you. Like want to kill a mouse. You can set a trap or a snare. That which should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap. In other words, even the food you eat can kill you. So here in this psalm, David prayed to God. He said, don't kill them with their missile. He said, kill them with the food they are eating. Destroy them with food. So even to have good health, are you understanding me? You need a high level of discipline. Your will, your choices. You must be strong because you can eat and eat and eat and eat, but you have to be able to control yourself. Even simple things like food, I mean, it has serious implications. But Jesus said, no, I won't do it. He exercised his will. He said, I won't make this choice at all. I will not make this choice. Never. The works of the flesh, strife. You can be fighting with people, fighting with your mother, fighting with your husband, fighting with your friends, but to create peace. You must exercise your will and say, I forgive everybody. Whatever they have done, I cover it with the blood of Jesus. I want normal relations to be restored. And before you realize, you have a very beautiful, happy home. But you, you remember everything from 1985. You were standing at Dansuman, Akofoto, the blue kiosk. And that's when he said that. There are historians amongst us. But if you follow your flesh, you will destroy your relationships. You will destroy your body. You will destroy everything. Jesus said no. But it takes a lot of strength to override your flesh. Thanks for tuning in. Today we learned that just as Jesus fasted and prayed, we his followers must do likewise. Tune in again tomorrow for the continuation of this message. So you want to pray this prayer after me. You want to really give your life to Jesus. Be serious. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. Come and live in my heart. I believe that you died for me. 
Wash me with your blood. Be the Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my life. Amen. Before we leave, here is a praise report to boost your faith in the Lord. This one says, Heal of blood cancer. It said, Dear prophet, I, have, I, I had a friend who, had, who was diagnosed with blood cancer and was given three months to live. I encouraged my friend uh, for prayer and you prayed for my friend. And after your prayer, my friend started getting better and better and better and better. Now to the glory of God, my friend is healed and is normal. She's now lived close to one year, although she was given only three months to live. She's alive, strong, and doing very well. I want to give God the praise. Put your hands together for Jesus. That's a wonderful testimony. Cancer of the blood healed. Grow in your Christian life with audio sermons from Papa Bading on your mobile devices on the go. Here's how. Go to Play Store or Windows Store on your Android or Windows mobile devices and search for Kakrabading AirPower. Download, install, and instantly access life-changing audio sermons by Kakrabading. It's that simple. Kakrabading AirPower app, on the go with a word. The traditional Christian view of demons is that they are disembodied spirits that afflict or possess people. The activity of demons, however, transcends this. Demons can also inhabit buildings, land, or space. Ignorance in this area has led to the uncontrolled activity of these demons. This book by Kakrabading titled Squatters will expose you to this truth and give you practical steps you can take to overcome such demons. Get your copy now. You could be living with your enemy. Purchase online at Amazon.com. It is also on sale in selected bookshops. Order this book plus other books through the following means. Call or message us on WhatsApp plus 233-557-009-010. You can also send an email to info at kakrabaden.org. You can also make a regular call or send a text to plus 233-20-7575215. Our office hours are 10 to 16 hours GMT. Thanks for your time. You can contact us, see counseling, ask for prayer, order today's full-length message or order books through the following means. Call us on WhatsApp or send a WhatsApp message to plus 233 55 70 90 10. Send an email to info at You can also make a regular call or send a text to plus 233 Our office hours are 10 a.m. to 1600 hours GMT. Finally, write to us, share your testimony and how this broadcast has been a blessing to you.